The digital era is such a complicated time to live in. Uh, Many of us are just enthusiastic about the changes that are happening around the world. But some of us have good reason to be concerned. And I think I'm one of those who are very much concerned currently about just how easy it is to spread misinformation. I mean, it was bad enough when we were able to Um, you know, go on a website or go on a social media platform and listen to someone lying to us, even though we don't know who they are. They could tell us that they are a doctor or they could tell us that they're qualified in something that we're not even sure where they're registered or how to even check that they're registered. But nowadays, we're living in a time of artificial intelligence that is able to mimic people's voices, that is able to mimic people's faces moving in a particular way. I could literally send you a video of someone that you care about and there's them saying something terrible to you and you'd find it very difficult uh, to verify whether or not that person said that thing. And this is, this is a time that we need to start valuing information that is authentic, information that is true, and information that is genuine. I was watching a video a couple of days ago about a camera, I think it was Panasonic, uh, that is really, I think it's Leica, if I, yeah, it's Leica, that is releasing a new camera that costs $10,000, mind you, that is going to now embed every picture you take with details and information of who took that picture. So it's sort of like putting a signature on that image to say that it belongs to you and it was taken by you on this camera. This is incredible. Um, And also Photoshop as well made this announcement. Now, this is obviously stuff that I will be speaking about a bit more. Actually, we were speaking about rather um, during our Tech Impact uh, segment. So right now I'm bringing it up to rather talk more about like how good this is and I hope that there comes a time where we figure out how to make it foolproof right that if you take a picture with your phone that belongs to you then that picture will always have a signature that that picture belongs this picture belongs to given Masilela he took it with this phone on this date at this location and it cannot be changed um, I do I do hope we get to that point. But with technology, it's incredibly difficult to restrict people from changing anything, um, which is why I wonder why PDFs even became such a big deal. We trust them so much, but I mean, <laughs> they're digital, right? Um, but yeah, we are, we're going to be talking about search engines tonight and we're going to be looking at whether search engines are reliable. Now, you and I are living in a time where we Google everything. Like if you want to prove your friend wrong, you Google it. If you want to participate in a conversation and add some, in fact, it's, it's come to a point where even pastors Google their sermons when they're about to preach and if they're unprepared or even as they're preparing, we don't open a physical Bible. We Google scriptures, right? And, and, and if you want to prepare for a conversation, for a talk, for a discussion, for whatever it is that you might be speaking at, and you need to have some kind of, uh, uh, you know, valuable and important and verifiable information, you Google it. But then it opens up the question of how, how, how relevant and how rather reliable is all the information that we receive on Google, This is a very important conversation that we need to ask ourselves, right? 
uh, and and a lot of us, I mean, I understand because Google is convenient and, you know, Google is a huge company. You don't want to think about them being wrong, uh, which I understand that if information on Google is wrong, it's not Google. It's the people that are using and uploading the information, which is a very important thing for all of us to keep in the back of our minds, that it's not Google that 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 builds the Internet or that puts information on search engines. What Google is responsible for is curating that information to some extent based on the accuracy of your of your searches. So if you're searching for, for example, are banana can bananas help with a, a, a crampy tummy or an upset tummy? So Google will bring you the information that is is most relevant and most reliable based on that search. But the information itself, Google did not produce. That was produced perhaps by a doctor, by a blogger, by a kid sitting in a basement, right? By um, a, a mom who's tried it on their children. It could be any one of those people. And this is just to give you perspective of the fact that the internet is great and it's incredible that nowadays we're able to open up uh, uh, our phones, we're able to open up our laptops, our tablets, our desktops, even our our, our 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 gaming consoles. We're able to just unlock them and search for whatever we need in order to contribute in a conversation, in order to make sure that we're getting the right kind of uh, uh, details in our assignments, if we're getting the right kind of citations, information. Uh, you know, it's a very, very incredible time to live in, but we always need to have it in the back of our minds that the information we get on the internet is information that is that that is produced by individuals anyone can start a website anyone can start a website and unfortunately with the way that the internet works the the the, the one and particularly with search engines it is the thing that is most popular. It's not necessarily always the thing that is most reliable. I'm not saying that search engines do not prioritize uh, um, authenticity and uh, verified information. I'm not saying that that's not the case. But what I am, you know, here's an example, actually, to sort of feed into the point I'm making. I remember McDonald's ran a campaign not so long ago. It was a couple of years ago. I was still in varsity, I think. Um, and they ran a campaign um, where they they were saying that their meat is 100% beef. That is a very, very technical statement to make about McDonald's beef. And I say technical uh, because you have to be very technical for McDonald's meat to qualify as a hundred percent beef. It's 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 that's a technical statement. Uh, now they ran this very very huge campaign. It was shared. Uh, you you could you you could go to McDonald's and search, use a QR code, and you get the information on Google. They even confidently said, uh, "We're hundred percent beef." Google it. Search us on the internet. Verify. Now that was very suspicious for me. I asked myself, like, why do they have so much confidence that you will not come across? the numerous, the millions, the billions of articles that exist and millions of documentaries that exist that talk about the fact that McDonald's is not 100% beef or meat or whatever the case may be. Why are they so confident? I asked myself. And then it, it, it dawned on me because, I mean, I studied marketing. It dawned on me that 
obviously this was an incredible marketing campaign uh, meant to cause people not to think much about the meat that they're eating, but just to enjoy the fact that it's a takeout. And in quite honestly, for me, it irked me uh, to, to, to quite an extent because I thought to myself that, I mean, you're a takeout. It's okay. You don't need to pose as a gr- green food or healthy food. Everybody knows what you are, but when you pose as food that is healthy, 100% beef, which I understand that beef is not doesn't necessarily equate to healthy, but it did make me ask myself a lot of questions though. But particularly with the extent to which information on the internet can be manipulated. I'm not saying that McDonald's manipulated information. I don't know enough about meat and beef, you know, to say it as a disclaimer. I don't know enough about meat and beef to say whether or not McDonald's meat is 100% beef. What I can say, though, is that sounded to me like a very technical statement, you know. Like, for example, you get a lot of drinks that say that they are sugar-free, right, But that's a very technical statement. They are sugar-free based on the amount of sugar that they have in their drinks. Because the law allows you that if you have, let's say, for example, a Tic Tac is so small that the sugar that exists within it is insurmountable. So you're allowed to report it as being sugar-free. Uh, to a certain extent, to a certain degree. Obviously, this has a lot of technicalities that I don't have time to explain, but I just wanted to explain the 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 maneuvering that goes behind some of these statements and claims that are made by these juggernaut companies. Um, so it, it does really raise the questions around what is reliable information on the internet? And it, to be quite honest with you, there is no... Um, um, definitive answer. Google has done an incredible job. I, I really have to say this. I don't want to leave you with a conspiracy that you need to be careful and be very, you know, um, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Paranoid about every single bit of information you find on the internet because there are there is some very reliable uh, information, but it does matter who your source is. It absolutely does matter. Like, for example, if you're going on the Internet and you're searching stuff that relates to your health or if you're having stomach cramps, it's important for you to rather choose to click on the websites that are medically verified. Right. The websites that a lot of doctors would rather recommend you use, rather ask your GP, like if I have something small at home, like a a, a cramp in my in my stomach, which websites would you recommend I search for quick remedies that I can try at home? Like, you know, if you're going to drink, for example, um, um, uh, what do you call this ginger, not medication per se, if you're going to drink some kind of concoction that you can mix at home, that's not going to harm you, but it's just going to boost your immune system or whatever the case may be. It is important for, for, for us to take such things seriously, right? Even with exercises, like if you're going to do some exercises, don't just find the nearest website and the most searched website and then do those exercises. Because another thing about exercise is that as much exercise is good and it's always good for you, but you can do the wrong kind of exercise, right? You can, for example, be a person who is has not exercised for a very long time and then you or, or actually, I should use this example. You can, as an individual, right, exercise too much 
And you can actually cause damage to your muscles, to your bones, to your body by exercising one part of your body too much and you're not even realizing that you're doing so. So there are some websites that will give you a proper breakdown on how much strain and if you're a first timer, if you're in the early stages of exercising, how much can your body take? These are very important things to consider. And, and of course, there are many other implications apart from just your health. There are many other implications. Information about what's happening in other countries around the world. Like it's very, very important for us to get our information and facts straight, get trust, trusted, reliable sources. And you know whose responsible responsibility that is? Now, this is, a, this is where the dilemma is, right? Because Google, by far, profits from a lot of search engines, not just Google.com or .coza. Google profits from search engines, including um, um, uh, search engines like Microsoft Edge, <laughs> believe it or not, because Microsoft Edge is built off of Chromium, which belongs to Google. Uh, like even even uh, platforms like uh, Firefox Mozilla, to a certain degree, Google does benefit from those platforms because they own AdSense, uh, Google AdSense. But the reason I bring that up is to say this. It's it's quite ironic, I suppose, is it, and, and, and a bit paradox. It's a paradox of some sort. The fact that Google benefits from search engines. However, it is not Google's responsibility to keep all the information that lands on their search engine and verify its authenticity, its reliability. It's not Google's job, but it's Google's job to give you the, to curate the best information that they can get on the internet based on your search. And of course they do prioritize the, um, 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 a reliability. But the reason I'm mentioning all of this is to say the only person you can trust to do the due diligence is you. You need to do the due diligence. You need to make sure that you're clicking on more than just one website because at times it's your health at stake. At times, it's someone else's well-being at stake. And as I've, like I mentioned last week when we were talking about a country that was put to war as a result of a social media platform where misinformation was spread, right? This could lead to someone's livelihood being taken away from them unnecessarily. So it is very important for us to become, to develop the habit of fact-checking everything. Can we trust the search results that we find in search engines? That's our topic for discussion for this evening. And uh, it's it's the theme for the last month, and it's something that I find very interesting, and it's something that I do think we should talk about. And the reason for that is that, that the search results, I believe, that we find in search engines is actually true. That is the, that's, that's the result. But the actual question should be, is the truth in the search results that being searches that that which you've searched will you find the answer to your question and the problem is that that is true but but everyone on the internet has an opinion now so you will probably find an, an answer but it's important for you to determine whether the answer that you find is actually truthful and is to, for edification of you we have fallen into the pitfall of Finding answers or finding truth, uh, which is your truth. Now, uh, your truth and in your particular such scenario or whatever the case might be. So what happens then, what we've seen, and I don't know if you've noticed it, it there's this image that takes, uh, that does the rounds. It's 
surfacing and then dying off and surfacing and then dying off. It's these two people. One is looking and there's a number, either, either a six or a nine between them on the pavement. And the one says six and the other one says nine. And then below it is this thing. Just because I see things different than you does not mean I'm wrong. Uh, why can't we both be right? And that is sort of the, the idea that we get on the internet now. But unfortunately, that's not an answer. <laughs> There's not a, a meaning that you view things differently than me. It doesn't make myself right or yourself wrong. And that is, that's, the, that's the difficult thing. We do need to realize that looking at these things can indicate, indicate to us that, that there might be uh, truth in it. There might be, I might be wrong. That's the problem. Right. That's the problem that I see with, with modern people, with the modern society that we live in. You can be anything as long as, you, as, long as you're not wrong. <laughs> don't be wrong in your ideas. Don't, be, uh, don't let anyone else convince you that you are wrong. Which, unfortunately, is a modern issue. And that is why we're talking about fake news. That's why we're talking about having truth on the internet, discovering truth on the internet. Because we don't want to be wrong. But... In actual fact, we do need to realize that like, sometimes we need someone to come up to us and talk to us and tell us that, in fact, that we are wrong. The entire premise of the churches that we're holding, the way the church is functioning today, is, is, um, is because there was a single person uh, named uh, Martin Luther who went up to the church and made the uh, his 98 thesis, of, uh, which in actual fact is statements on what they did wrong. That's what he did. That's, that's how he functioned. He, he illustrated to the church that, listen, you are wrong in your thinking, wrong in what you, how you are approaching things. And the problem is when we type stuff in the search engine, we would like to get the answers that we, that we want. It's not necessarily that we're looking for specific answers. We are, we, in actual fact, we are looking for specific answers. We're looking for answers that will agree with the way that we look at things, not necessarily answers that are truthful, or the ones that we should in actual fact hear. Now, I'm telling you this because I want you to, to bear in mind that being wrong sometimes is not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> being wrong is what teaches you to grow as a person. Being wrong is what enables you to become a better person or better at what the things that you are doing and the way that you are living. We we do need to be wrong sometimes, right? Um, we see that even in the Gospels, we see the way that Jesus approaches the temple and temple ministry. He goes to the priests and tells them, listen, you are wrong. You are not approaching this properly. You are not approaching this as God is expecting of you to do it. Right. Now I went on a total rant and rave and how it's important of being right and being wrong uh, sometimes. But the actual question is, can we trust the search results? And I'm going to make the statement that I've made probably every Friday for the last month. And that is the fact that you need to verify your sources in order for it to be right or wrong. How do you do that? If you see there's a study being made, check whether it's a verifiable source. Uh, the stories that you are being read or fed, is it a viable and uh, edifiable or verifiable rather, uh, news agency that might be publishing these stories. Sometimes you'll see that there's news doing the rounds, and then when you go to the more reputable, reputable website, you'll see they haven't posted anything, because what they are doing is they are actually busy fact-checking to see whether that is actually the truth. 
So um, just for interest sake, when I'm looking for news, I mostly trust things that I find on uh, on newspapers, um, obviously newspaper websites, like the certain citizens who went and press, whatever the case might be. Then um, I also sit to press and sweat, and I'm confusing too now, right? And then I also check eyewitness news, free news. You can check there to see if the facts that you're looking for is correct with regards to news. Same can be said for News 24, even though News 24 is a very limited about of access uh, that you can get to. And then, uh, obviously, as I said earlier on, if it's make mention of a study, see if you can find the study somewhere. Read the study for yourself. As I said last week, and I'll mention it now again, all medicine types that we currently use, which has been approved, would tell you that, like, less than six out of the ten people that used it got better, two got ill, and two meant nothing. Probably something like that. And we need those studies in order for us to see whether the truth or whether the 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 um, the ideas or the concepts or the facts is being shared is actually being truthful, right? And then I want to mention something lastly, and I want to end off this my, my views on this topic with this. Bear in mind that. It, you, we do need to be open for counsel from people, which to a certain degree means that don't go searching on Google to find the specific answer you want. Go to Google and find the answer to your question, whether that proves that you are right or wrong, uh, is irrelevant. It's just a plain truthful answer to your question.